summer. Yeah, we gathered here in the 919 where we take our time. Sit back, relax as they spit their facts. Trust me, you be coming back. Got my man Max Weezy keeping everything on track. For sports to pop culture, matter where you at. iPhone to Android, you can play it back. DJ Relevant on the ones and twos can bring a smile to your day. If you feeling blue, true, we in the 919. What you gonna do? Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. 919 at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Number nine at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Stay tuned. Yo, 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 it's your man, Max Weezy. Live from the 919, I am joined virtually by my good friend, my brother from another mother, Daryl Bellamy. Uh, Daryl is a coach and a motivational speaker who talks to young people across the country about overcoming their fears. And I am so, so happy to welcome uh, Daryl into my uh, into the barbershop. Daryl, thank you so much for coming on. What's up, Max Weezy? You ready? Let's go. <laughs> Shout out to the audience and everyone here, like, listening, ready to drop some value, ready to go. Yeah, man. And, and, and you, okay, correct me, because I know you, You did you grow up in, in Durham or Raleigh, or where'd you grow up? So born in Philadelphia. So lived in Philly for around seven years, the first seven years of my life, uh, middle school in Chicago. And then after Chicago, um, I did like my last year of middle school. So eighth grade all the way through high school in 919, Raleigh, North Carolina. And then I did college in Charlotte and haven't left Charlotte, North Carolina since then. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I knew you had like some background. I just, I just didn't know exactly like what point, but um, perfect, man. Well, yeah, definitely love to have somebody on with 919 Connections because we, um, this is virtual. I'll talk to people from all over the world, but you know, it's always helpful to have that. But man, Daryl, I think this point in time, and, I, and I'm so glad you came on because I think we're at a point in time where like, you know, the, 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 the thoughts of people and, and conversations are happening all over the world about, you know, obviously this coronavirus pandemic, um, you have Black Lives Matter, you have in, in police brutality and so many different things and people are having so many conversations, um, you know, across the board and we're also in an election year and, and there's just so much that people just kind of like um, are having conversations about, but also this is a place where like a lot of people that are just trying to um, get through it through the through this, whether it be financially, emotionally, mentally, whatever, you know, at a place where you know motivation is is really important right now. We're just having open conversations about what's going on. So, um, you know, I want to ask you as a person in the personal development space, how do you encourage people while, um, particularly with the pandemic, while they're dealing with something of this magnitude that's never we've never really dealt with this before? Like, how do you approach it? That's an amazing question. Um, the one thing that has helped me and that I share during this time was, so quick introduction about what I do, get a chance to, to travel around the country, um, for those who don't know me, to talk around the topic of fear. So at this point, I've collected over 32,000 written fears from audiences around the country. All those fears I read, I categorize, so I know like what those top fears are. And my passion is about helping people move from fearful to fearless in whatever part of their life that is. So for me, over this period from COVID and even adjusting through everything that's happening right now, I feel as though oftentimes 
things are going on in people's lives and we don't sometimes remember that all the things that we've accomplished and all the things that we've done in the past and all those tough moments. So I was reading this book that when I was reading it, she kind of was able to summarize my thoughts and like one of my financial, one of my foundational beliefs. And the line was very simple. She said something to the effect as, um, no matter what happens in life, I can handle it. I can handle it. And that's what I truly believe for everyone's listening right now is that you've all been through crazy times in the past where you thought you wouldn't get through it. I mean, for students, it's those tests, it's those quizzes, it's those relationships. For people in the job market, it might've been being laid off. For parents, it might've been things that have happened to your kids. No matter what that age group is, we've all been through those times where we're like, am I gonna be able to get through that moment? But everyone has been able to get through those moments. So I just want you to know that when those times come in and when you feel that stress, when you feel that anxiety, it's important to remember that you can handle it. Um, and that no matter what that moment is, you can progress through that. So that's one thing I repeat all the time is that I can handle it. I can handle it. Um, and knowing that you can handle it, will be able to be able to push you through that. In addition to, you know, the pandemic, obviously as well, there's uh, the renewal of, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, which has really got people T taking a critical look at yes. diversity and, and the crit well, a critical look at a lot of things, but especially um, in in a in a fashion diversity in various industries. Um, do you think there's enough black motivational speakers in the in the market? Do I think there is enough? Okay, so there's a lot out there, right? There's a lot of us in the space. Um, that's a good question. Do I think there's enough? I think there can always be more, um, but I think what what the critical word now is equity, right? So um, it's not all about, you know, diversity and inclusion, being invited into the spaces. But for me, it's about when we're in those spaces, are we treated equitably, right? <laughs> so like, if you go to a conference and there's people who don't necessarily look like you, are you booked as much as them, right? Because all, in, the, in, the, in most situations, we hang with people who look like us. We hang with people who have the same hobbies the same things that we do friends of our friends so i would say that there's there's a lot of us in that space do we all get the same um easiness to do certain things i don't say i would say maybe not at times um i have one friend who always says like daryl it's harder because you buy I don't know, he's like yo it's harder <laughs> so that we have to do more um where somebody who might not look like me could just come in and and and, and speak especially some, in some of these conferences that I go to, they can just come in and, and as soon as they speak, they can go in and get gigs where we have to sometimes work a little bit harder to get there. So the question, the answer to your question is, there's a good amount in here, but are we all treated fairly? Um, I would say not across the board. Yeah, that's a, a great perspective. I think a lot of, in a lot of industries, again, it's just about, in some in some industries like Hollywood, for example, it's about um, hey, yeah. being, being seen, right? And like, and like, are there enough like what do you know all these shows and movies and things that are being made like you know who are the characters what are, what are what are what are we showing in these productions are they a true reflection of the world around us you know if there's not a lot of you know color in in these spaces and and and, there, and a lot of different you know job industries are kind of looking at that more critically now but that's an interesting perspective on not only like are they there but you know is do they have the same opportunities and i think that's a another big question too and i see that in and i see that in all industries so i think about one of my not one of my uh, a new coaching client who's a photographer and she was saying how like you know she might look at a photographer's page who they're not trying to they're not race they're not trying to be openly racist or you know but like 
all their brides that they've ever photographed are like all white and they wonder why don't I get black you know people to, <laughs> to book me because what does your page look like but that's when it comes into just being open and, and starting to open your eyes to what the world looks like so um, I think this is a great time so I'm happy that people are starting to realize things that you know we live with <laughs> daily <laughs> yeah. uh so obviously like you talked to a lot of uh you know you like you said you collected collected over you said over thirty thousand. yeah yeah, yeah what are young people afraid of the most um now the cool thing about that question is um when i speak to students and when i speak to adults it trans like the fears are translatable so um what students are afraid of the same thing that some of all adult, adults who might be listening on they're afraid of the exact same thing so um when I think about the fear, I think about the biggest fear categories. So the number one fear category comes down to the fear of not being enough. So it comes down to like just confidence and what we believe about ourselves. So as I read these things, I'm like, yo, this is a confidence issue. This is a confidence issue. And it used to be the biggest one through the data because we read them and we categorize them. The biggest one used to be the fear of failure. Fear of failure is kind of like number two, um, but not being enough, fear of failure is number two, judgment and rejection that category is number three. So oftentimes we don't do things, we don't push out there, we don't start the podcast, we don't put on a video, we don't do whatever those things are um, because of what we think um, others might think of us or, or what that judgment might be for others. And then the fourth one comes down to the fear of the future and what that future looks like. But um, if I could give any big piece of advice to the audience looking forward at those listening is like, that foundational confidence in what you believe about yourself is really important. And if you can, and if you can like bring that up, and if you can find ways to do that, then um, everything in your life starts to improve once you believe that you're the shit. <laughs> you, the, but do you think the, <laughs> the fear of failure? Do you think the fear, fear the fear of failure is a real thing? Because um, like I like I kind of told you uh, before this, like I worked in the coaching uh, space and the the uh, company that I worked for the the, um, the woman that was at the forefront of it. Uh, I was listening to her speak at a, at a event and she was saying that, you know, the feel, we prepare practically, we do everything practically not to fail, right? So mm -hmm. how can we then, I think her point was like, how can we then be afraid of it? Um, you know, when we sort of, we naturally do things so that we're, we, we pay our bills, we, we go to work, we make sure we're doing things so that we don't fail like is it more is it really the fear of failure or is it just like or maybe is, is it like something else that um and, and then the fear of failure is just like a, a cliche term we've sort of like used you know what i'm saying yeah so let's talk about that so we have the fear of failure and i think those top three categories they all kind of intertwine right so we could call it the fear of failure which i do think like it is they all intertwine. A lot of people actually put fear of failure. So they actually use that word. But I think what the biggest issue is, is if I fail, how do I look to other people, right? So that goes into judgment injection. If I fail, what do I then believe about myself? So it kind of ties all three of those things in. But I think that um, there's oftentimes that people don't try because it's, yeah, I, th I think that's a good point. I think a lot of it might come down to the whole judgment and rejection thing and that might tie into it. Because if you fail, there's there's things that happen to your community. So, and I think that's all about that innate feeling of fear. So you think about like back in the day when we were in the caves, we chill in the caves. Um, <laughs> if you would fail or, or if you would do something wrong, what would happen? You would get pushed out of that tribe and you would die. So failure did have a consequence. And for some of us in our lives, 
if you want to start a business and you decide to go ahead and quit your job and things don't work out, you can prepare as much as you want. Like I did, I can prepare as much as I want, but when that bank account goes down and you figure out if you fail, what would happen to you, then that, then that makes a huge difference. So what are you the most afraid of yourself? Never mind. So I was literally sitting there. I literally asked myself that question literally this morning um, because I'm preparing for a keynote. And I was like, yo, Bellamy, like, what is it really? And it's actually in my notes. I have a screen over here. That's why I look at it. Um, but I think my number one right now is um, I don't want to die before. Um, I don't want to die before reaching um, reaching my vision of what I want for my life. So that's everything from impact. Um, part of that is like driving down my driveway, going through my gates in the house that I want, the car, the family. Like um, I just every day realize how short life is um, and realize that it is finite. Um, I One thing that pushes me more than anything else is the fact that life isn't <laughs> here forever and that you can die at any moment. Um, so one thing I was thinking about today was like, I look at my board, which is in front of me, a whiteboard, and it says all things that I want to kind of get done, a lot of things that I want to get accomplished. And I was like, man, God, just just let me make it to be able to like be able to see it visually, be able to see what I believe right here in my head as I'm pointing to my head for those who are listening, um, to be able to see this and see it actually show up in reality. And that's really, I, I look at my life as a live experiment. Like how can I take what's in here and actually make it come true in front of everybody? That's crazy you said that because I, I think that's my biggest fear as well. I, I thank God so much for, for being alive, you know, every morning and every night because I feel like anything could happen, you know, whether it be, you know, something externally or just like, you know, something as, as crazy as just like, you know, dying in your sleep or whatever, however yeah. you might go. Like it's, I'm so appreciative of just the day, even though like sometimes I stress myself out sometimes thinking I'm not where I'm, I'm at where I'm supposed to be. My biggest fear is not just, just not being able to do more and like, you know, in my mind, going at a time where I feel like, well, at least I have accomplished X, Y, and Z. You know, that I, I really think about that on a daily basis. Like I'm yeah. I'm super appreciative just to be here. Yeah, and make progress. Like I think oftentimes people are trying to make these huge steps in front of me again on my whiteboard. I have this thing called one percent better. So like every day I'm not, you know, I, I do do five and twenty percent sometimes, but really I'm like, what is what is that small step I can take today? to get better and then I think we're amazed over time what we what we accomplish and how we grow what else motivates you other than the just the fear of going before you accomplished what you what else motivates me like what else yeah. keeps me going yeah um what else keeps me going the main thing that keeps me going on a daily basis is I have this list of things that um let me see if I can pull it real quick on my yeah. note that um I have this thing called, I have a list, it's called, I have a, when not motivated, think of this list. <laughs> um, so so I, I believe that there's sometimes where we're like, we're super motivated and then there's times where we're not. Um, so when we're not, so when I am motivated, I think about what those things that got me there. Um, and then I'll put those in a list. So I've never actually shared this before, but um, I'm just gonna read these like, in the order first one says when not motivated consider the thousands and thousands of fearless stories so i've gotten about a hundred or so thus far but i want to get more of those fearless stories from people who are able to push through fear based on my message the next one is think of new experiences in life when money isn't an option 
So I live my life for freedom. And also I want to have many different experiences. And a lot of times those experiences that I want to achieve cost more money than I have. <laughs> so I want to be on a yacht. I want to be able to travel around the world. I want to be able to do something. And I want to do it in crazy style. Next thing says, um, have meetings and when not motivated, consider having meetings and hanging out with some of the greatest minds of our time. So oftentimes I think about like, what would life be like um, being able to have, be able to sit around a dinner table with like Mark Cuban or or Elon Musk or, but in order to get to those tables, you have to achieve something. Um, and I love conversations with like great friends and great people around me. So like, that's one of the things that I consider when I'm not motivated is like in order to get to those tables, you gotta be achieving something big. Next is pulling up into my driveway at your house. You've always dreamed about. And the next thing was, riding around in your new Lexus with your orange pinstripe and orange seats. <laughs> so, so I want the, I, I want the, I want the Lexus IS as I used to be a Lexus valet in college. So they, they kind of got me on the Lexus train, but those are some things that uh, when I'm not motivated, I go to that list. So it's like, all right, that's what you're working for. Those things you're going for. Are you the, amongst your group of friends, like are you the naturally the advice giving friend by the nature of your, your work or yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but but that's where I thrive. I thrive in that space. Um, I was a kid in middle school who was like reading books, like reading like, okay, back in the day, he wasn't who he was, but like Donald Trump's like real estate books, right? Or um, Think and Grow Rich, or a lot of books on, I, I've always loved business and motivation. I, in high school, um, I got permission from my teacher to um, go to this Get Motivated conference and bring students along to get off of school to see uh, Colin Powell, um, Zig Ziglar, um, who's now did, and a few other people. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, this has always been me. So I would say, yeah, I, I am that friend who wants to give advice. So going off that, is it hard being that advice giving friend? Because like some people are like, well, I'm the advice giving friend. So sometimes it's hard to ask for help. Like, is that something that you struggle with? And if not, how do you, what do you tell people that may like kind of sort of be that person that friend group that, that always gives the advice, but they don't really know how to like ask for support. Okay, so my, my friends know that I I have no problem protecting my energy. Like I will answer, like, uh, like I, I have no, I love giving the advice, I love giving the help, but I will protect my energy. Um, when there are spaces or times where there's people who are taking the energy, I just, I, I know how to cut myself off from that and to be able to give from that. Um, there was something I wanted to say about that when it came to repeat your question one more time. Uh, like, how do you like? So, being the advice giving friend, how do you? What advice would you give other people that may be in that position as the advice giving friend that don't know how to like ask for support or ask for help okay. or advice okay. from other their friends okay. or other people? Yeah. yeah, like you, you at the end of the day, you have to. I mean, like we can only there. There's only two ways we can actually grow. I think it's by by something coming from within that you've gained or like a book or something or someone around you giving advice. So in order to grow, you have to be able to ask for help because you're not going to grow, especially if you're the, if you're, if you're the smartest person, the, the smartest person in your group, we know this, right? Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way to actually um, grow. So one piece of advice that I would give on that would be to um, make sure you protect your energy, but one thing that I always say or remember that if someone mentioned something advice wise to me more than like the first time I hear something as that advice giving friend or that person who feel like I know a lot, I'll ignore it. But if, if someone gives you any type of advice, if you hear it twice or three times, it's time to start taking note of that 
And that's when you can start making progress and start doing things from that. So especially if you're the one who's always giving advice, you need to be able to take it. Um, and sometimes that ego can get in the way. So if you hear things multiple times, if some people tell you you're an asshole three times, so you might need to like check it, <laughs> you know? Or some people tell you that you might too quiet, you might be too quiet, you might need to speak up more, like take that advice and go from there. But um, you, you, it's also last thing, when it comes to like, being on an airplane, what do they say? Put your mask on first before you're able to help others. So you truly can't be out there giving advice if you're not growing yourself. Yeah, that's a that's a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> I might yeah. just do that. <laughs> just put your mask on first. Yes, a lot sir. of people are just they, they pass the mask around. They like <gasps> <laughs> with no mask. No, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, what, what new thing? Well, a lot of people, you know, the the the, um, the motivational speakers and and people that sort of like help others. Um, you know, the common the common advice during this time has been to, you know, pick up a new skill, learn something new, do something new, find something that um, you can work on while we're stuck at home and while life is sort of slowed down. Yeah. Uh, what are some new things that you've picked up or learned during this pandemic? Um, so starting out with the whole progress, um, that first week, when I realized that we were going to be out for a month, I was like, okay, this is going to be great. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm high. I'm going to totally take advantage because we're going to be back in a month. And then as that month turned into like two months, I was like, oh, shoot. So I had to really learn to adjust. So something that I picked up on Max Wellington was um, the first thing was like the Fearless Inside store. So I launched a whole new store with Fearless Gear. That's just something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, finally picked up on that. Um, I totally redid my website. So the front page, I'm going page by page, like totally updating that, doing that virtual talks. So picking up on like more virtual. So when virtual first started out, when COVID, I was like, yo, this is not gonna last. Yo, it's gonna be two months, I'm gonna be back on stage. Like no reason really jump into it. Um, wasn't really excited about it. Did my first virtual talk. Yo, it was so like, the energy was crazy. Like people were typing up stuff, like the energy was there. So. Um, you can't get me back on stage right now. They're like, you want to get on stage? Uh, you want to do virtual? <laughs> <laughs> I sit right here. I stand up and do my thing from here. And it's still amazing. Um, sometimes even better because people can hide behind the screen and like get feedback and do their thing too. Um, so the store has been huge. The virtual talk website. Um, write my next book. Um, so I'm about to take that progress to do that. Trying to start a podcast. So I have all these different plans, but that store um, and the website um, has, has been the biggest things during, during this pivot and the virtual as well. Nice. Yeah. But it was hard. I can say it, it was hard for me in the beginning to, 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 to make that to make that pivot. Nice. Well, at the end, I'll, I'll definitely, I'm glad you mentioned your, your store because I want you to be able to, to shout out and tell people where they can get your stuff and everything. But um, last thing I kind of wanted to touch on is, you know, personal brand. A lot of people, especially during this time, have kind of been like, well, maybe this is the time where I should start creating content, start my YouTube channel, start my podcast, whatever it may be. But, you know, the advice that we get a lot in order to stand out is, personal brand, personal brand, personal brand. How did you develop a personal brand? And how important do you think it is actually to, to do it first of all? And how did you do it yourself? So I think it's hugely important, hugely important. Um, the first thing is anyone listening, if you can, like the first thing you should do when you get off this call is go to GoDaddy or go to Namecheap and make sure you own your name. That's the first thing you do. Like you buy, you know, DarylBellamy.com. That's my IRA on it. But I, buy, I own DarylBellamy. I own DarylBellamyJr.com. Like you should at least own your name because you never know when you're going to need it. And it's just always helpful to have it. Um, I think you should own your name because when someone type it in, 
your site should be the first one they pop up. So I don't care if you work at Wells Fargo, I don't care if you're an actor, I don't care if you're a street sweeper, right? You should be able to own that spot um, and be able to use it in that sense. How did I start mine? Where did mine came from? I believe that a lot of this is just, it just, you just take small steps and you start and you don't know where it's gonna be. So when I first started speaking, I knew I wanted to help students in three areas. Overall, like what are those top relationships you need to gain while in college, pushing through fear um, and starting early. Over time, I was able to evolve into the fear and the motivation and all that other stuff. I literally just got out there. First site I brought was uh, igniteyourrevolution.com. No longer use that site. Then went on to the Bellamy Inspires. But uh, it just takes time and a lot of people are just scared to start. So whatever that first idea is, whatever that first business is, whatever that first company is, whatever it is that you want to do, I would say buy the name, start the site, start small, um, and then you're going to be amazed at where that evolves. To go back into that a little bit, I had a client, coaching client that I worked with two years ago, or maybe three years ago, um, and Kelvin wanted to talk to students about their true stories, those true stories that you have within you. He started that through coaching. He built his own website. He found his logo, and I talked to him yesterday. He no longer uses that website. He no longer used that website or logo, but he's now helping people to create their brands and create their website. So he thought he wanted to do the speaking and there's a speaking portion on his site, but what he learned through the coaching and through creating his personal brand was now how to help others do it. So you never know how that pivot's going to be for you. Um, great. This has been great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> no, 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 that was, that was perfect, man. And, and, and you've been uh, wonderful. Yeah. Like I said, tell everybody, uh, where they can, uh, you know, find your content, not only for the uh, motivators for speaking, but also your store. Let them, tell them everything, plug your book, everything. Cool. Uh, fearlessinside.com. So check out any gear on Instagram at Bellamy Inspires. Um, feel free to reach out if I can help in any way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, again for, for being on and, and doing this virtually. I know this has been a grind and a uh, crazy time, but like I said in the beginning, man, uh, during this time, I feel like people just need to hear, um, you know, just not only like positive messaging, but just like really like you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a time where, and like you said, fear of the future is huge right now because you know I read something the other day that was like um, Philadelphia's canceled public events till February of next year, and you know people experts are saying this could go on until. 2022 possibly so there's a lot of like what the heck is going on and and i think some of the things that um you know with everything sort of being up to local government you know it's a lot of unpredictability in terms of you know how different places are handling different things and people just don't know but you know having the voice like yours and and uh you just to speak on everything that's going on and giving people a direction is and people and a lot of y'all underestimate in what you truly have inside of you a lot of people are as underestimated that yo you'll, you'll be able to make it but you'll be able to push through and you always do 90 they say 80 percent of the things that we predict like bad that's going to happen never happens so yeah. you're right. <laughs> you, you be good <laughs> yeah perfect well that's a great point point to end on daryl bellamy go check this stuff out bellamyinspires.com and uh bellamy inspires instagram as well Yep. Because the, yeah, that's the Instagram as well. So check them out. Everybody, uh, appreciate so much for, for watching, listening, however you're consuming this content. Um, and we'll have another great episode for you next time. But until then, uh, stay, stay up.
And Daryl, thank you so much again for coming inside the barbershop. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, peace. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Stay tuned. All right, y'all, that's it for this episode of The Barbershop. Keep showing us love. We appreciate it. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast and also share on social media and tell your friends about us. And if you're feeling generous, there's a link in the description to become a monthly subscriber. You can do it for as little as 99 cents and you can support this podcast and help us to grow and to glow. We appreciate all the love. We'll see you next time here at The Barbershop. Stay tuned.